Welcome to Motherhood in Black, where we discuss all things parenthood from the unique black perspective of a millennial mother, growing, learning, and unlearning on this journey of motherhood. All right, everybody, we are getting into our momster section of the episode, and we have a special guest today, one of my high school friends, Natalie Johnson, who is actually becoming a lactation consultant. So she's going to be up here sharing her mom story and answering some questions that I got from some of my Facebook friends. And we're just going to talk about breastfeeding and normalizing it, especially in the Black community. So Natalie, if you could just go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them who you are, what you're about. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop talking like that. Um, I... Like you said, I'm becoming a lactation consultant, um, and I'm actually going to be specializing with women that are having trouble producing, um, and minority women um, has an underrepresented community. There's not a lot of lactation consultants that actually specialize in issues that are prevalent in the Black community. Okay. So you have three children of your own. So what has been your breastfeeding journey with them? And I know you have twins, so that's an interesting story because I don't even know what it's like to nurse two children at the same time. So I would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, I will try to keep it short because I talk forever. But um, <laughs> Miles was my most problematic breastfeeding journey. Um, I wasn't producing a lot. Um, I actually have a condition in my left breast called uh, IGT, which is insufficient granular tissue, which just Mm -hmm. means I don't have a whole lot of breast making or breast milk making material in my left boob, which is fine. Um, My right (laughs) compensates for it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know how you'll have a bad day and your left will give you like a half ounce, but your right is like three or four. Right, um, right, that's right. my day, like all the time. Like uh, it's not if I'm sick or if my, it's all the time. Wow. So um, with him, obviously, like I didn't know what I was doing. I'm blessed to have sisters who have many, 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 many children. And <laughs> he's always breastfed their children. Uh, it's just kind of what we do, and mm-hmm. they've been very successful. They're all overproducers. Mm-hmm. It was never, like, in my head that I would have that kind of issue. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're giving me all the standard advice when everything goes right, and you, you're a first-time mom, and you just got to push through. You know, those right. couple weeks, just push through, push through. And it's all that standard advice, and, you know, it, it was from a good place, but I was getting frustrated because I was like, this is not a normal thing that's happening. There's something going on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of lactation consultants will tell you that that's impossible, that your body was meant to do this and that's impossible and that's it. And it's really disheartening when you can tell that something is up and nobody wants to listen. So it took me actually going to my fifth lactation consultant. um, And (laughs) she worked with my midwife Mm -hmm. and this very, very hilarious, hilarious older lady, a black lady named Sharon. It took me going to her for her to be like, oh, no, baby, we need to get you a scan. <laughs> this group right here is not the same as this one. And there's 
there's some markers for IGT going on. So once we did that, she did a scan or whatever, and she like they pretty much were like, yeah, definitely that's what here. Good news is your right boob can definitely compensate for it. Um, mm-hmm. You might need to supplement a little bit during growth spurts. Because mm-hmm. um, my body definitely has a cap to how much it's willing to make for me. So okay. not a problem. Uh, Miles nursed for about 10 and a half, 11 months. Um, mm-hmm. like consistently after that there was the whole like I'm trying to wean and he's not trying to and he's trying to and I'm not trying to for like a couple months but uh, <laughs> it was pretty much I usually say about 10 and a half 11 months for miles uh-huh. um, and I was at work so and I, I'm a I'm a restaurant manager so I work about 60 to 90 hours a week oh my god bad what uh, like this yeah, yeah, How did you that. nurse? Oh my gosh. I what? stepped off the floor every two hours to pump and my husband would bring him to me. Um, but that's just during our busy times, which are like summers and Christmas. During mm-hmm. slower times, I work between like 50 and 65. Um, Girl. So I just, I, I really got comfortable with the fact that I was going to be the kind of mom that only slept for four hours max a night. Yeah. And so far, that's just my life. <laughs> yeah, I just I read a Facebook that. status that I posted after I had Harper a couple of years ago. And I was like, I accept the fact that I'm not going to get adequate sleep. And as long as I'm here mm-hmm. for Harper, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, though. Like, you just got to do what you got to do. And yeah, no one in the world better at doing that than a mom. So, yeah. Yeah. But with the girls, um, they were less complicated, but still problematic because when you have one trick boob that isn't going <laughs> to produce enough. Yes, trick uh, boob. You, exactly. My little my little guy over here. It's um, like Nemo's I, fin, his little small fin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> but when you have that with two babies, one of them is obviously going to get frustrated. Um, mm-hmm. And... The other issue is my right boob has a fast letdown, so mm. they were both just mad at all times. Because one of them was getting like squirted in the mouth with milk, and the other one was barely getting anything. Um, so I probably tandem nursed them five times, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, and then we just got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna have to do one on one or pump. Um, and oh, I should have mentioned this, Memphis. Uh, went to the NICU for nine hours. So they gave her a bottle of the NICU against my wishes. And so she always, yeah, I flipped out, but she always kind of had issues latching. Um, she's never really, she was never really a great nurse at all. Girl. So what? Hold on. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No. Was, I, yeah. I'm oh, wow. so somebody. Wow. <laughs> like I Girl. Legitimately, I've been pumping this colostrum for you to give her and, they were and like, then you yeah. give her a bottle yeah mm. and these are these are full-term twins that are you know a standard weight they were six yeah. and a half pounds like these yeah. are not small babies these are not screenings right. that needed something it was right it, it was ridiculous and then the nurse tried to convince me that i would never be able to get rid of their jaundice with breast milk which is not true like what? at all she yeah she was crazy but anyway we digress so yeah (laughs) Memphis had some trouble nursing but Mm -hmm. he was able to figure it out after a couple of months she was able to get her latch down and then Mm -hmm. we had more success 
Um, by that time, I was almost exclusively pumping for her mm-hmm. and nursing Mariah to keep a good supply. Memphis was the one that kind of like never really had a great breastfeeding relationship with me, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because she's my favorite. But like, don't tell my kids <laughs> that. But, like, which is your proof that there's other ways to bond with your baby. <laughs> Just for discouraged mothers, there's other ways to bond. It's not the right. world, but right. yeah. We, we all have favorites. Everybody has favorites. Everybody has favorites. She's my homie for sure. She's clingy. I love it. Um, but Mariah essentially is the most stubborn, independent child in the world. And she's very aggressive when she nurses. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Pretty much like, you know, ripping my shirt off in public. That, that's, that's that kid. So she kind of got to the point where she would not nurse if she wasn't like in a, uh, like a carrier. Because she didn't want to sit still to nurse. Oh, wow. She wanted to constantly be moving. Mm-hmm. So she just had issues if we weren't constantly moving. Mm-hmm. So eventually I had to just nurse her in a school at all times. And mm-hmm. once that got to be, obviously, that's not going to work for your entire life so <laughs> once that happened i exclusively pumped for them with mm-hmm. very very few nursing sessions from the time they were like six months until they self-weaned at uh, say 13 months i don't yeah. know that life i wish harper self-weaned <laughs> girl oh. them babies were young they probably got sick of my trick move and just said whatever <laughs> like i had to like Stop her from breastfeeding. Like I went to Mexico in October, like right before she turned two. So she didn't nurse for like a whole week. And when I came back, I put band-aids on my nipples and just yes, was like girl. I was like, no, Harper, we're done. And just like hallelujah. At two years. So yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I yeah, wish girl. I had I wish. So I have some questions for you since you're like the professional on this topic. So I solicited some questions from my Facebook audience. Um, So this is the momsters section (laughs) of the episode. So I guess you and I can answer these questions. You know, I have some experience breastfeeding just a little bit, but you know, you're more of the professional. (laughs) So this is a question from a mom who, was actually breastfeeding and she was just um, asking a question that she had before she actually started. So she was saying, how long should I breastfeed? So is there a time limit, a suggested time frame? Natalie, what's your yeah. answer to that? Absolutely. If you listen to the experts in the world, uh, the World Health Organization, they're going to tell you that you should breastfeed for a minimum of a year, but that two years is preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, and the trouble with that is that they're facing that off the entire world, which includes third world countries. I hate that term, but, mm-hmm. um, it includes improvised nations where you, you do have to breastfeed longer because your choice of food is very slim. Right. So in order to maintain nutrition for your child, you're, you have to breastfeed. They don't right. take into account, um, the differences in countries when mm-hmm. they give that standard. So if mm-hmm. you listen to the American Academy of Pediatrics, I always mm-hmm. say that name wrong. But if you listen <laughs> to them, they say 12 months. Um, okay. And it's pretty firm, 12 months at least. I say you breastfeed for as long as you and your baby want to breastfeed. 
Right. Same. Even if that's three years, even if that's four years. I mean, if you yeah. if y'all are cool with breastfeeding a five, six year old, that's on you. Um, right. I personally have a four year old, and I would not want anywhere near me <laughs> at all. <laughs> she is a monster. People but, used to always but, ask me when I was still nursing, like, "When are you gonna stop?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, "At least before she goes to kindergarten," because <laughs> right. like Harper just never seemed like she wanted to stop at all. So for me, my goal was to exclusively breastfeed for six months, then introduce some food. And then whenever she decided to stop or I was like, we're done. <laughs> but like right. you said, whatever's comfortable with you, but you know, we're in this generation now with social media and people are like shaming moms for like <laughs> breastfeeding. Yeah. Stopping early or not long enough. And I'm just like, uh, like people used to say, and I even used to say this, like breast is best, but like literally fed is best. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. That is the most important thing. All right, another question is, I had this question too, before I started um, nursing, when is it okay to pump? Like I would read stuff and people would say, you know, don't pump until this time or you shouldn't pump until you've established your supply. So what is your answer to that, Natalie? The answer is that it is individual for every mom. It depends mm-hmm. on what your breastfeeding goals are, what your work goals are, what your work commitments are. If you're someone like me where your entire business is pretty much put on hold and they're just maintaining while you're on maternity leave and you, you have to get back mm-hmm. in order to make this building run, so mm-hmm. you're only taking six to ten weeks off instead of, you know, some people take six months to a year. However, right. If you're someone like that, or if you're someone like my sister who only took two weeks off because um, she had to get back to that money. She's a single mom of six. She was like, hey, I'm good. I've done this. I have wow. perfect, she has perfectly normal, quick vaginal deliveries and is up the next day doing everything she was doing before running after them kids. So wow. is she crazy? Absolutely. But <laughs> she took a two-week maternity leave and was back, and everything mm-hmm. was fine. So it depends on your goals. Um, mm-hmm. I would say there is no need to pump in the hospital at mm-hmm. all. Um, it's not going to do anything to bring your milk in faster. It's not right. going to do anything for you. You're going to get colostrum, which right. is great if you want to try to like syringe it. But as someone who syringe colostrum, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's better <laughs> to put it directly in the baby's mouth. Um, when you're in the hospital, the reason mm-hmm. you want to, another reason to avoid pumping is because you want to give the lactation consultants enough time with you and your baby to mm-hmm. view what is going on. Right. They need to catch every single latch. And they have so many mm-hmm. patients in the hospital that they're going to be, you know, wandering from place to place. So make sure that you get them every time your baby's about to latch on, which is going to be a lot of time in the right. first couple days. So <laughs> that's right. another reason. Um, but basically why people tell you not to pump um, right away is because they're saying that you'll you'll get an oversupply because you're mm. going to tell your body that it needs more milk than it does and then it's going to produce more milk than it needs and there's a whole slew of issues that comes along with being an overproducer that are painful and it sucks right. um, but your body <laughs> is going to self-regulate anyways mm-hmm. so do whatever you got to do you're not going to you're not going to in the first week build up such a huge supply that you never have to pump again. So it's right. better just to give that straight to baby. Yeah. That's 
my I started pumping as soon as we got home from the hospital or it was after mm-hmm. we took Harper to her first appointment because I told the the pediatrician that I was going to work. I planned to take six weeks, but I only took four because like your sister mm-hmm. I had to get back to that money and <laughs> rent <Yes>. was due. <laughs> and exactly. I was I was not getting paid on maternity leave, but that's a whole nother episode. So we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I started pumping like as soon as I probably like I guess a week after we got home and I was like I think I was probably like one step away from being an overproducer. Like the freezer was full. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, first like yeah, few months that milk was like uh, crazy. I know. I, I remember one morning I pumped twenty ounces before going to work. Yes, girl. I had to change I had to change the bottles on the pump. I was like, Oh, it's still coming out. Like what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, let me pause yeah. this and switch the bottles. Yeah craziness that's awesome <laughs> all that's right so here's good. a question from a non-parent um mm-hmm. how do i have to adjust my diet before i decide to breastfeed uh it also depends on your goals mm-hmm. with everything in breastfeeding it's very individual um the best way to say it is the better quality food and beverage that you put into your body the mm-hmm. better you're going to feel energy-wise, which mm-hmm. means that you're going to be able to parent more efficiently and breastfeed more efficiently because of that. But honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the quality of your breast milk isn't going to drastically change that much based mm-hmm. on whether you ate McDonald's or a five-course meal prepared by a private chef. It's not going to right. change that much. Make sure you're right. getting your vitamins in still, take, still taking your prenatal, Mm-hmm. and getting as much nutrition as possible, that's more important than what you're actually eating. Right. Um, your breast milk is, your body is going to pull every single nutrient, mm-hmm. everything, and it's going to give it to baby. And yeah. it's going to take it away from you and give it to baby. And right. so you're going to suffer if you're not getting proper nutrition. But right. technically, you don't have to change a single thing about mm-hmm. your diet. Unless the baby obviously has allergies or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And breastfeeding makes you hungry. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. True. I was like, why am I hungry again? I want to eat. I need food. And I I knew somebody who had to actually, she had to take out dairy out of her diet because she was nursing and mm-hmm. her child had, um, was lactose intolerant. I was like, oh my God, I could not imagine. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Like if my child had an allergy, like would I just stop? Like, would I stop breastfeeding or would I actually change my diet? That's like a conundrum for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I actually know someone who had dairy intolerance. Um, uh, what is it? Dairy, soy, and eggs. Oh, wow. Dang. Oh, oh Another question. What are some situations that make a mother unable to breastfeed? And if a mother cannot breastfeed, are there all other alternatives that can't... Hold on. Let me rewind. Let me put my glasses on. I can't see this question. (laughs) Okay, here we go. What are some situations that make a mother unable to breastfeed? And if a mother cannot breastfeed, are there other alternatives that they can seek out besides formula or is that the automatic go-to? Um, 
there are some, like, like I said, IGT would be one of them. Um, if it's sufficient enough, <laughs> if you have, you know, no tissue in your breast that are able to produce um, milk, then that would be one. Sometimes diabetes can have an effect um, because insulin resistance um, can affect your breast milk supply. Um, things, little things like that. Most of them are fixable. Um, it's going to take time and it might not be fixed for that baby. Um, mm -hmm. Like insulin resistance is something that you, you know, you can lose weight or you can get on a, a good program for management and maybe the next kid you'll have better luck with that. But in the meantime, there are, I think when people are really dying to breastfeed, it's either going to be nutrition-based or bonding. So mm -hmm. depending on which one is your primary, uh, there's a lot of things you can do. The most accessible one is going to be to supplement at the breast, which means you use this little catheter-like tube, um, and you basically tape it on the side of your nipple. So when the baby goes to latch, they take your nipple in with the catheter. Um, and then you have like a little bag that, that has either the breast milk or the formula in it. And mm -hmm. the, the baby is basically getting whatever out of you, but also taking the supplement. Um, but it's at the same speed that they would for nursing, so they don't have a preference to a bottle at that point. Um, mm -hmm. If it is about bonding versus nutrition, then the easiest way to do that is to establish a good bonding relationship that doesn't mm -hmm. really have to be about breastfeeding or skin to skin with a bottle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. look in your baby's eyes. I did that with Memphis all the time. <laughs> because I was like, girl, you don't want this and I don't want to do this, so go ahead and take this bottle. <laughs> and just like look at each other, take some time. There are a bunch of milk banks. There's um what is it, milk for humans. I think there's one, um, I have a million listed, but you can Google it. Um, okay. And there are a bunch of different sources for milk donations. Another way is to ask a friend who is breastfeeding their child if they have extra breast milk. I, I think people, especially in minority communities, mm -hmm. get really stuck in their head that, that that's like unacceptable or it's, no, right. it's not okay. Which I think, if you were to ask me in my very, very few psychology classes in college, um, I think that might be a drawback or a throwback from, from slavery and having to nurse our master's right. program. Yeah. And it's now we we have this, like, automatic, like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. And it's ingrained in our head that it's gross. But right. And because honestly, it's like a bodily fluid, too, I think people think. Yeah. That's kind of But hard. honestly, yeah. breast milk is not the same as blood or anything like that. It's right. a very sterile thing. It comes straight from the boob. To the mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it comes straight to the back. It's very sterile. It, it's self-filled. It is an amazing fluid that mm -hmm. cleans itself. If you, like, breast milk can cure pink eye and, it, you know, there's so many amazing qualities of it mm -hmm. in hills. So, in order, I personally got supplements from my sister Mm -hmm. um, who had a baby that's like a year older than my girls, but mm -hmm. she's a crazy overproducer. So during <laughs> growth spurts, when my left boob couldn't keep up, I mm -hmm. had milk for my sister. 
Oh, that's um, awesome. Some people will even nurse like a family member's baby when mm-hmm. I would I would do it. Mm-hmm. It's not this tricky last move either. But a lot of people <laughs> wouldn't and I totally understand. Yeah. I am probably just like a crazy hippie at this point. And I'm just like, oh my God, I love you. Oh, the baby with the boobs. But right. yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to answer the question, yes, there are a million avenues out there and not all of them are formula. Um, if you want to, if you can, I don't even say if you want to, if you can get your mind around the only way to bond with my baby is breastfeeding, um, then you can save yourself a lot of heartache. If you do have a condition that's going to make it unable for you to breastfeed, Mm -hmm. um, you can save yourself some heartache by doing formula in a bottle and making that quality time or doing the catheter method of feeding the baby, which is called, um, my head is like, (laughs) called something. Okay. Oh gosh. Yeah. So she's y'all. She's she's a lactation consultant in training. She's getting there in training, y'all. <laughs> and, and and I only sleep four hours a night in case y'all right, right, right. <laughs> and you know when you're pregnant, your brain shrinks in size, and it takes a while mm-hmm. for it to grow back to its full size. So you know it's all that you know, mommy brain, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, in there. Awesome. We just bought a house, so I've been painting and oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> Changing toilets and everything else. Ooh. Yeah, as far as like the alternatives go for breastfeeding, like a lot of people think like formula is automatic, but there was a time I was, I guess I was an overproducer. You know, I was on the low, the low ranks of an overproducer, but my sister in law, she, I had less of my milk at my dad's house because I just didn't have any room to take it home. And we had our babies like two months apart, and she actually drank all the milk. Or she didn't drink it, but my nephew drank all the milk that I had there. So you know, I'm I'm willing to share when I have breast milk. So I just Absolutely. think that's awesome. I think it's a great right. gift. <laughs> we have one more question. Um, this is the last one. It's probably like <laughs> one of the hot topic questions as far as breastfeeding goes. How do I address children that watch when I openly breastfeed? And also, I want to add in there like, how do you address like adult or in anybody that may have an issue with you openly breastfeeding i'll let you go um, first i have my opinion on this but well quick second it's called an sms a supplemental nursing system and it just i just remember oh. <laughs> see it just took some time yeah. sns supplemental <laughs> nursing system gotcha yes um okay so how uh openly breastfeeding i mean I think it's really individual, um, but for starters, having the confidence to know that you have a legal right to breastfeed your baby openly mm-hmm. as you want to, wherever right. in every state in this country, like, mm-hmm. have the confidence that a lot of new mothers don't have and know right. that there's nothing anyone can do to stop you in a public space. Right. If you go into a private, um, privately owned venue, they can ask you to cover up. So mm-hmm. just knowing that there is a difference between public spaces and privately owned um, venues, they cannot kick you out. They can't, like, get you arrested. There's nothing like that. But mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be unsuccessful in a lawsuit for trying to sue a privately owned organization for asking you to cover up. So don't waste your time on it. But <laughs> um, all that being said, I have always been the kind of person that does not cover because my babies don't like to be covered. 
Um, so I kind of just say, hey, whip, whip them out and feed them wherever. And if an adult <laughs> is looking at me, I'm going to give you twice of direct eye contact with me to look away. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to squirt you in the eye with my milk. <laughs> Like, if you have a question, come ask me a question. Right, right, but right. I have no problem answering questions at all. Right. I used to nurse my babies at the table at work and talk to employees. Like, mm. I have no problem nursing. It's not sexual. So I think mm. if you're right. sexualizing it, you, you have some other issues that you yeah. take care of. That's the main. Like, our country, the United States, they sexualize everything every like if a little kid has on a bikini like that's the issue like why are you sexualizing a two-year-old in a bathing suit right anywho that's a whole nother episode (laughs) but for me like (laughs) for me when it comes to breastfeeding openly like i never had a problem i may have covered harper up like a few times like if my top required me to lift up and my stomach was out and i wasn't comfortable with that Mm -hmm. then i I would like cover, but Harper would always pull it off. So I've nursed everywhere, like in the car, at a restaurant, um, I think on an airplane, in an airport, outside at a park, like it just at a basketball game. It doesn't bother me. The only thing that would make me feel uncomfortable is that other people put their uncomfortability on me. Like I could feel yeah. that like being uncomfortable. And I just, uh, and I'm just like, y'all, I'm just feeding my baby. I'm not just walking around with my nipples out. And even if I was, like, this is my house. This is my body. I could do that. (laughs) But, like, I was always at the ready. Like, if somebody was looking at me, I was ready to fight them. Like, I wanted somebody to say something to me so I could fight them. Now, with a kid looking at me, I don't think I ever had. I think my my niece, she was, like, interested. Like, she even tried to breastfeed Harper one time. It was funny. I think she tried, or she tried to breastfeed her brother, but you know that's what she saw. That's what she's exposed to, like you know. But if a kid, absolutely, my son does that all the time. He'll, he'll yeah. well, when I was nursing, he would try to like put his face. Yeah, and I just feel like if a child is watching you, they don't really understand. They're not sexualizing your body. They're just like, "Ooh, what's going on? What are you doing?" And I think I've had kids look at me before, you know, nursing. I say, "Oh, I'm just feeding my baby," you know. She's mm-hmm. drinking milk, taking care of my baby. You know, that's it. You know, exactly. Now, adults, they can get these hands or this titty, right. milk, whatever, whichever one it right. is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've only had one person in in four and a half years of being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had one person say something to me about nursing and. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even nursing at the time, which was the crazy part. I had my one of the girls in like their their um, one of their racks, and I was walking around in Walmart, which was my mm-hmm. first mistake. You never go to Walmart. You go to Target. <laughs> I know. So Don't do that to Walmart. Don't do that to right. Walmart. <laughs> Man, them people, especially out here in the country, girl. <laughs> but I was walking around Walmart, and this lady was like do you have to do that here? And I was like, uh, no. I think my first response was, um, breathe? What are we talking about? <laughs> and she was like, I mean, your baby is eating where people can see. And I was like, okay, first of all, no, she's not. Second of all, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I just like, walked away. 
screaming. I was so shocked. I couldn't think of a better response. And I, <laughs> I mean, what else can you say at that point? She's right. Being, right. She's being an a hole. She's a temperate lady, and she was sitting there eating McDonald's too. Right. I just, I, I wanted people to challenge me. They just never did, which I'm grateful for. I never had to deal with that. <laughs> but I kind of, I low-key wanted that confrontation so I could just drop all this knowledge on them and just shut them down. Like, that was my dream. <laughs> right. Whew. All right, we got through our momsters. Thank you to everybody that submitted questions. Last section, we've been laughing the whole time. So this last segment of the show is called Parenting Fails and Toddler Tales or PFTT. So I'm going to ask Natalie to share a story in relation to parenting fails and or toddler tales. So I know you have three kids. You might have to narrow it down. So I'm going to give you time to think while I share my story. Okay. (laughs) So um, Harper was walking and she's at the walking stages and I was in the kitchen cooking and her dad was on the couch and they had, they were playing this little game with each other. And like, she was wiping her finger on him and she would run away and laugh and he would laugh with her. And so they were doing this for about a couple minutes. And then she came into the kitchen and did the same thing to me. So I was joking with her. And then the last time she did it to her dad, (laughs) he was like, Harper, what is that smell? Did you poop? And come to find out Harper had to stick her finger in her diaper. (laughs) Oh and wiping it. <laughs> he it was so, so he was so mad. And you know, she um I cloth diaper, so there's a little bit of space in between. There. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And I was so weak. It was so funny. Oh gosh. I'm glad I made it through that story. That was hilarious. All right, Natalie, <laughs> give us one. Give us one. <laughs> Lord. Um well. Speaking of cloth diapering, so we cloth diaper too, <laughs> uh-huh. all of the kids. Um, but with Miles, obviously, I was a first-time parent, and no one in my family had cloth diapered with, like, modern diapers. Mm-hmm. So me and Bum Genius just got to know each other on our own. And mm-hmm. I didn't really love YouTube in the same way that I do now, so <laughs> I didn't think to look on YouTube. Right. So I was he was like six months old and he had just like transitioned up in his rise nap. Mm-hmm. So like he was, you know, getting bigger and everything. And right. So I'm sitting there, like I had changed his diaper and I remember I was really sick. And I kept, like coughing. So one time I was coughing and I thought I was gonna throw up. And so I went to like hand him to my husband because I thought I was about to throw up. Mm-hmm. And so like takes him and he's like Oh my God! And he like drops him down onto the bed, and you know he's a six month old, so don't freak right. out. He's dirty. He drops him in bed, and he has poop all over him, and like everywhere. And Miles had like tugged his because I didn't, I guess, like snap his diaper enough, so he uh-huh. had like ripped his diaper off and had poop all over himself in his hands. He was like cupping it and playing with it, and Daniel had it all over him. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't notice. But, like, before when I was coughing, I noticed that Miles was, like, moving a lot. And he, I, I just thought he was being weird. But he had poop everywhere. Oh, God. Well, Miles was potty training when the girls came along. Uh-huh. So, one time, Miles, like, pooped on himself. 
but it was like a really not like he needed to drink some water. It was not a good poop at all. It was hard <laughs> as hell. And you know, obviously when you're potty training a kid, like you know, you're on hyper alert for these right. poop accidents all the time. Yes. So I smelled poop automatically. Was like, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? <laughs> I could not find this poop anywhere. No, so I'm looking all over the room. I'm like, where is this poop? Where is this poop? So I turned around and Memphis had this piece of poop in her hand. And she no. was about to put that shit in her mouth. And I was like, oh, my God. No. I it out of her hand. And I was like, no, forever unclean. No. <laughs> I had to sanitize the hell out of them children. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. If my uh, baby had eight brothers Oh, God. Oh I'm in God. tears. They would have called Child Protective Services on you, girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, they for sure been like, she got them over there eating each other's food. This lady's crazy. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. This is about to be my favorite segment of this show. Like, I feel like this just makes parenting real and just lets everybody know, like, life happens, stuff goes wrong, but you move on and your kids still love you even the more. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm in tears. Oh, my God. Let me get it together. Oh, Natalie, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this show and sharing your knowledge with us and your your story. I appreciate all your information. Oh gosh, I have to bring you back for something else. Like that was just so hilarious. <laughs> right, we need to talk about morality, rape, and black moms. That's the next one. Hey, I, you know, I think I do have an episode coming up about that. I will definitely give you a call.